Hello and welcome to the DGEN Sports Hub podcast. Uh, it has been a little while. Uh, this is the Life Got in the Way edition. Um, so I hope everyone's enjoying their holiday season. If you've been following along, Justin has been carrying most of the weight on his shoulders from the written aspect of the site, but pumping out a lot of content around uh, NBA just because there's games happening throughout the week. He's even considering branching into hockey, but that's almost a little bit too degenerate for me. (laughs) Um, And also, of course, the NFL season is over halfway through kind of getting into that playoff push. You know who the teams are, basically, and hopefully have some little little bit better insight into some of the upcoming games this week. So I think in today's edition, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the games that we like from the NFL this Sunday. And then I talk also about some potential NBA action too, depending on how much time we have. Yeah. So uh, to get started um, right off the bat, Giants versus the Dolphins. Um, the Giants are, for lack of better words, really bad. Um, offensively, I mean, I think they've had two touchdowns in the recent like three, four weeks, and one of them was to an offensive lineman. Um, Miami, surprisingly enough, is on a winning streak. I mean, they've won, like, their last four games. And they did beat Baltimore and Carolina. And the Jets. But I guess, I don't know, beating the Jets counts. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Beating a D2 college team. Um, How do you feel about the – obviously, the offense is pretty miserable in New York. And Daniel Jones is – probably getting to close to the end of his elite to the end of his leash there in terms of you know is he or is he not um, an yeah. NFL quarterback but also didn't they just let go of the clapper himself um, Jason Garrett or am I just making that up what do we think in terms of offensive coordinator and, and play calling whether that's there's anything to be salvaged there or, or really if that's just more well, of a cosmetic <laughs> firing rather than something that's actually going to be impactful well, at least in the immediate uh, game, Mike Glennon will be starting. So that's oh. be a whole mess for uh, the Giants. Okay. So um, <laughs> definitely nothing's changing next game. Um, and Miami is like a six-point favorite. And honestly, um, I would probably take it. Um, it's a low over-under of about 40. So... I mean, everyone's expecting just Miami to put up the points and probably not very much from the Giants. Maybe they can scrounge together like 14, 17 points. But, I mean, I I don't even know if they're going to put up a touchdown, to be honest. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm taking Miami there for sure. I like it. Um, I think that Miami did get off to a slow start, but everyone thought that they were going to be a little bit better than – where they are at at this point. So maybe they're, they're finally starting to get their stride a little bit late, but better yeah. late than ever, I suppose. They had some injuries. I'm not, I'm not totally sold on Tua either, but mm-hmm. I mean, winning the last few games is pretty good. So I'll ride the hot hand, especially against a terrible, team terrible team. Giants. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, the other game that I like, um, Minnesota versus Detroit. Minnesota's on the road. Seven and a half point favorite over under of 47. 
um, against the Lions, who I guess at some point could win a game. I mean, they did tie one, so I mean, that's probably harder than winning, right? I mean, I actually, I mean, from the odds perspective, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Whenever I look at the Lions in, uh, over the last few weeks, I'm like, they got to win a game at some point, right? Um, but then I'm reminded of, you know, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, where they literally didn't. So yeah. with this franchise, the precedent's already been set for them to actually not. So uh, I think that it's, you know, easy to look for a trap game when there might or might not one be one there. So yeah, I, I think Vikings to to do that and to try to keep themselves relevant in the playoff picture uh, for like a wild card demo line, they, they got to win this game. So yeah, uh, they'll be Agreed. doing it without Dalvin Cook. Um, but, you know, Alexander Madison has shown to be yeah. a pretty good plug-and-play option. Yeah. I mean, I think the last time he subbed in for Cook, he led the league in yards that week. So, I mean, he's definitely pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually like the over-under on this. I I don't know if these guys are going to score 50 combined points. Um, they're just like... Minnesota is kind of one of those teams that grinds out the clock, a lot of running, a lot of very slow, short passes, long drives. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if uh, Detroit is really going to be moving the ball very well either. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, something to be thinking about. I remember watching the only Detroit game I watched was that, you know, Thanksgiving game because there's nothing else to do because <laughs> you're forced to talk to your family, but who wants to do that? So it did it seem kind of odd to me the lack of downfield attempts that they had. So it seemed like there were a couple big passes that you know, Goff tried to get going, and I believe one of them worked or they got a PI or something. So it just seems sort of weird that they don't try to push it downfield a little bit more, especially where they are at their, where they're at in their season. Like, you know, kind of who gives a shit. So I don't see why they wouldn't be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I, the last, their last three games have all been under Minnesota. You know, they can put up, 25, 30 points, but I mean, again, it's going to come down to, I don't think Detroit's putting up that many points yeah. to push the over here. Um, Anything else that you're, you're putting, maybe not as a lock, but as a, something of high, high value on or. Um, I mean, you'd brought up uh, the Arizona versus bears game. It is definitely yeah pretty interesting but you know we gotta kind of watch that one a little bit to see if murray and hopkins are going to play Mm -hmm. um what do you think yeah i mean i think that i agree like the bears are not great um they (laughs) escaped um in their last game more or less or they had the, the pleasure i guess of playing um the lions right on thanksgiving yeah and so Nagy didn't get fired. He's still a bad coach. They still can't figure out, you know, their play calling situation. Um, I mean, I feel like this could easily just turn into kind of a messy game. If there's any issues with Andy Dalton, is he still going to potentially start? If he screws up, do they put fields in? That Does that just throw everything off? Like, I think that they're sort of between a rock and a hard place on that situation. And I don't see it getting sorted out, um, yeah. you know, mid game and against, team with a what, best record in the league like there's a lot of 
opportunity for them to get smoked, especially if the Cardinals are close to full health there. Yeah, exactly. I think the line is at like seven points, seven, seven and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worth it if you know point that Kyler's point. playing. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's one we'll watch, see. but yeah. um, we'll definitely probably be making a play if both of them are healthy. Exactly. Um, for me, I think a couple other ones that looked interesting just at, at a glance. Um, this will bite me in the ass big time, but Niners, Seahawks. It's only three points. It's in Seattle, which is you know obviously not great for the, the Niners here. It's tough to go on the road and, and get the win there, but Seattle looks like it's reeling, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of yeah. falling off a little bit this season and the Niners are six and five. And again, similar to we talked about in the, the Vikings, like if they were going to make any sort of push to be relevant come playoff time, especially with the Rams sort of on a skid. And I think now is their time to see what this team is made of. And we know that they have the, the championship mentality more or less than made it you know, to the Super Bowl a few years ago with this main core group of players and coaches. So I think that, they know what they need to do. Um, without Debo, though, it might be a little bit, yeah. a little bit tough. Um, but I, I have faith that Shanahan will come up with a scheme to get someone to sort of carry the the bulk of the work and get the W up in Seattle. Yeah, maybe they'll even pass the ball. Maybe, <laughs> never know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is definitely hard for the Niners to travel to Seattle. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they don't usually win very often in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't seem like um, it as a fan, at least. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, this year kind of seems a little different for Seattle. Normally, I would say, yeah, they're they're going to figure out how to win some game down at the wire, but it's just kind of not happening. And they kind of got punched in the jaw a couple times and haven't really, like, regained their their composure since so mm-hmm. it, it could definitely be an interesting play last couple for me that i'm well, i'll run down a list here tampa bay atlanta a lot of points there not sure not confident yeah the only play i like from that is uh probably a prop bet for cordell patterson Oh yeah, I think his do everything. His rushing, yeah. His, I mean, his rushing line was like thirty yards. Uh, I mean, I know Tampa Bay's got a tough run defense, but I mean, I just I don't know what other offense. Yeah, someone's got to get the stats for Atlanta. Yeah, someone's someone's going to get something, and I like him to just break off one garbage run of like fifteen yards, which should easily make that a lock, in my opinion. Got it. Um, let's see. What do you think about the Raiders in Washington? Like in Las Vegas, they're only a one point favorite. I know that they got off to a hot start and obviously had a bunch of turmoil to kind of yeah. walk the boat this season for them, but it seems that's pretty light on the. I, I mean, I, I feel points. like people are buying into the Washington football team. They won three in a row. I mean, starting with Tampa, Carolina, Seattle, and. You know, the Raiders, they had that big win on Thanksgiving, but prior to that, you know, I don't think they scored over like 14 points for a few weeks. I think this is just one of those where I think people have bought into Washington and that there actually could be a semi-decent team. Yeah, 
Well, that's what I thought going into the season, that they would be in contention for the NFC East. Uh, and then they got off to that slow start. So similar to, I guess, what I was saying regarding like the Dolphins, where they everyone seemed like they were on the up and up, and then they kind of didn't come out as hot as everyone expected to. So maybe they're they're finally turning it around. I do think yeah. the over here has a, has potential, though. Like, I know that Washington has a, a pretty decent defense, and as you mentioned, the Raiders have struggled to score. But to me, like, Derek Carr at, at home is, is good for – two or three touchdowns and so that's 21 i don't know yeah. maybe, I'm, maybe i'm talking myself into it <laughs> yeah looking at this the breakdown over the last five games washington has hit the over once um oakland three times and one of them was the thanksgiving game mm-hmm. uh, something to note the majority of the money is on the raiders to cover well, stay with the smart money then, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Any others? One last one that's always going to be interesting is the the Ravens at the Steelers. So while the Ravens are, are rolling as expected and the Steelers, again, are, are middling partially due to injury and you know, Big Ben being ancient and fat. Yeah. Four and a half points still seems like a lot for the Ravens to win by. Like, I'm still not super convinced that they're like this dominant team in the AFC and we know that these AFC North games always, you know, kind of are slugfest and going to be yeah. ground outs, especially at home, winning by more than a field goal. Kind of like the Steelers here. Am I crazy? I mean, no, especially in Pittsburgh. I mean, something to note, like Baltimore's offense really hasn't been, you know, what we're used to. I don't mm-hmm. know what's really changed, um, but – I mean, their last three weeks, they haven't scored over 16 points. Um, they're one of those teams that also kind of runs the clock a lot just because the majority of their plays are runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be a rather low-scoring affair, which, if that is the case, could favor Pittsburgh to cover this. So all of that said, now the Ravens are going to win like 9 to nothing on three field goals. Nine to two, like they're gonna like miss snap a ball, and the the Steelers are gonna get some like stupid safety, and then that'll be it. That's like a real, it's a real AFC North kind of score. But something to keep in mind, though. So kind of looking at where the money's at. So the majority of the number of bets is on Baltimore, but um, the spread has been moving closer in favor of the Steelers. So So, sharp money on. Some reverse line movement there. Yeah. Interesting. Which could, you know, maybe we're on to something with Pittsburgh with almost five points. Let's see. What's their what's their money line odd? I almost wonder whether having just going for the the whole thing is one seventy five is what I'm saying. Nah, I don't think that's worth it then. Yeah. There's probably some math you can do to like determine whether it's worth it, but that requires being smart. So yeah, we don't like math. So <laughs> no, no, we do. <laughs> um, one other uh, prop bet that I liked. We didn't really touch on this game: Eagles and the Jets, mm-hmm. probably because they're two really terrible teams. Um, Jalen Hurts rushing yards set at like 44 yards or something like that. And he's crushed that number every week, at least for the last like five weeks. He's not much of a passing threat, but he is 
pretty right, good yeah. when it comes to running the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely like the over on the yardage there. Got it. I think yeah, that's that, kind that, of a slam dunk. That makes sense. I, I like that. Um, I think we had like one more game we didn't touch, and that was Chargers Bengals. The three point spread. It's like a fifty point over under. I'm probably avoiding this game. Yeah, I think that this could be a, a live bet opportunity if either team gets out to a significant advantage. Start betting on the the trailing team. I think that it will be a little bit of a seesaw back and forth. So, yeah, um, both have more than you know potent enough offenses to put up some points if they find themselves behind. And I feel like neither of them have that defense that like really is going to, to stifle the other team. Yeah. I mean, so does that make the overplay interesting? 50 points? I think so. But I'd have to look and see. Let's see. Something that's kind of, what's the recent sort of um, history of these teams? So for the last five games, the Bengals have hit the over four times and the Chargers three times. Well, you know, history's an indication, which, you know, it's not necessarily, but <laughs> <laughs> the average, let's see, the last few games. At Denver, I'm looking at the Chargers. Denver, they lost, didn't put up any points, but Denver has a better than expected defense. 41 on Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Yeah, other than a couple stifling defensive performances, I, I think that this will – I think the over is pretty fair. And other than a trouncing by Cleveland, the Bengals have been putting up a lot of points on their own Yeah, um, over the last five, six games. So, yeah, I've talked myself into it. I like the over here. All right. <laughs> Good. You can't really just skip a game. I mean, come on, we got to – yeah, we're DJ Sports up here, so that's right. Um, so yeah, that's that's our Sunday slate. Um, we'll probably have an article that comes out early Sunday morning that kind of sums up a few of the bets that we're probably going a little heavier on. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Definitely give the podcast a listen. Um, if you like it, you know, give us some feedback, give us a follow, um, and we'll do our best to try and do this a little more frequently yeah it's been tough one other thing i want to mention and and we've talked about this but obviously not to any followers is getting a a more consolidated um rundown of our plays across both the nfl and the nba up to this point i i know we've talked about it before and just been lazy so maybe we should come up with a way to better track our wins and losses and where that falls just so that we can build a little bit of more legitimacy for ourselves and also see how much of our retirement we're forfeiting. So um, (laughs) if um, we find a little bit of time amongst our busy otherwise lives, I would love to to gather that and sort of see where we actually landed here. So that might be a a bit of a time sink, but something that we should definitely do and should definitely put into a spreadsheet or something going forward so that folks can follow along. Yeah, and uh, thanks for everyone who's been reading along. Um, appreciate the support. This has been a fun project for us to do, and we're going to keep at it. 
Yeah. And any, any thoughts, feedback, suggestions, things that you want to hear or see from us, definitely let us know. We're certainly happy to curate content to uh, what you all are interested in learning more about or hearing our opinions on. So thanks for listening and happy betting and good luck out there. Yep. Good luck, everyone.